And David yeah, has gotten the information that from the Rebbe Tzimim that if he remains in Kira, he's going to get uh, given over to Shal. So the Pasuk says, Vayakum David Vayanashav Kishesh Mirzish. David and his men, with Hunan, about 600 people, they get up, Vayetzim Kira. They leave Kira, Vayeshalchu Basheshalachu. Vayeshalchu Basheshalachu means expression, they went to where they were going to go, which basically means without a clear destination in mind. Keila is the name of the place they left, oh. and they didn't have a clear destination where they were going to. They left because they couldn't stay, so they were okay. wandering around finding somewhere else to go to. And Shal Hugat Kinim David Mikira Vayachtalatis. So Shal hears about that. He hears that David has left Keila. So there's no point in going to chase in, in like trying to surround Keila anymore. And being as Shal doesn't know where David's gone, so no, he doesn't go anywhere, he doesn't know where to go. So where did David go? David remained in the Midbar, this is the Midbar Yehuda, but Mitzvah is in caves. Part of the Midbar is called Midbar Zip. Zip. And then David remains in the mountains, in the caves of Midbar Zip. Shal is looking for him, but for the sun there, they can be other. Hashem never gave him to him, which means at this stage, Shaul didn't even know where to go to, to find David. So it wasn't that he, he gave up about it, it wasn't he wasn't trying to investigate and find him, but he wasn't able to. And so David's aware of that, that Shaul's um, looking for him. David remains in the mid-Parazif, and Chorosh is in a forest. So he wanders around between the caves and the mountains and the forests of that area called Midbarazif. So that way, if he's not staying in one place, it'll be harder for Shal to find him. It's hard to hide 600. It's hard to hide 600 people, exactly. Um, now, the, the truth is, 600 people is a formidable force. Had David decided to defend himself, he could, probably could have put up a good fight. He wasn't running away like a fugitive anymore. But we see this is part of David's Hashkafa, uh, and that is he's not going to fight for Shal. And therefore, even when he's forced into confrontation, we see he's not going to attack Shal because he feels, feels it's the wrong thing to do. And therefore, even if technically David would have been able to, to fight, he always tries to avoid conflict and run away from Shal rather than confront him. Okay, so at that stage, Vayakum Yohannes bin Shal, Vayayachal David Kharsha. Yohannes and Shal's son, who was David's ally and best friend, so he gets up and he goes to David in the Kharsha to the forest. And we find him. And Chazak is Yadav Elikim. He comes to give him Chizuk. And like we said, this wasn't expected. David and Yannison had thought that when they parted company after Yannison had told David to run, he said they hugged each other and wished each other goodbye already. They hadn't expected to see each other again. So the fact that they managed to meet here was an extra, unexpected bonus. And it's a certain Chiddush that Shaul, who was looking for David everywhere, couldn't find him. And Yenison knew to go. Yenison could find him. And that's just an interesting point. And that is, it wasn't that David was invisible. Except uh, being as uh, Hashem was protecting David, so he made sure that Shaul wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be able to find him. Whereas Yenison, who came as a friend and a supporter, so then he was able to find David. I find a similar thing. It says that Yaakov, when he left home, so he ran because he thought Esau wanted to kill him. And Esau didn't want to kill him. 
and uh, that's why he ran to Haran. But on the way, he stopped over for 14 years in Shemba'ever. And the question is, Shemba'ever was still in Eretz Yisrael, and therefore would technically still be within the grasp of Esau. So while if Esau was trying to kill Yaakov, why did he ever try and, uh, try and catch him in Shemba'ever? Um, so I could say that uh, Yaakov was always in the best marriage, there were always people around, so he wasn't by himself. But uh, there's another answer also, and the Mashmoz is that Esau didn't know where he was. Not that it would have been too hard to find him, theoretically, we could have guessed who Yaakov was going to be. But again, if Hashem didn't want him to be found, so then Esau didn't catch him. And the same over here, it wasn't like we said, it wasn't like you couldn't have found David. We're talking about a lot of people, and we're talking about a very large territory. So I had the shawl, like, so it's been normal terms, we've been able to find him. Except uh, being a student, one shawl to find him. So that's why Shaul is unable to, to locate him. Whereas Yenison, if he comes he comes to find David, he finds David. We are made up. Yenison is David Altira. Don't be afraid. My father's hand won't reach you. In other words, that was what he had seen. He saw Shaul was trying to find where David was. Shaul was trying to chase him and to, and to catch him, and he wasn't able to. So Yenison says, take this as a sign. You see, my father's not going to reach you. Why? Because... The Hashem is destined you to be the king. And if you're destined to be the king, so then it's not going, nothing's going to happen to you. But I taught Tim Rechal Yisrael, and the Yenison says what he said before as well, I'm going to be uh, your, your Mishnah, I'm going to be your second. And it's like Yosef, exactly. So Zanik Yenison also foresaw himself as being David's assistant. Now, that never happened tragically, because as you're going to see, Yenison was killed before David became the king. So we have to explain this wasn't obviously a nevua. This was a bracha. This was a request. And he was hoping this was going to happen. He was hoping that David would become king and he would work underneath David. But uh, I shouldn't understand that to be the case. Now, and that's a chiddush. He says, my father also knows that. He, knows, he also knows the one that you're going to be the king. And he also knows that that his campaign is not going to be successful. Where did Shaul know that? Where does where Yenison see that Shaul knew that David is going to become the king? Maybe Shaul was scared of an uprising and Shaul was trying to suppress that. But where, where did Yenison see that, that Shaul, um, Shaul knew, so to speak, or at least that David had been, was going to be king? And because of that, he can tell David that my father Shaul knows this also. And the obvious question is if Shaul did know that, so why is he trying to fight it? Why is he trying to, why is he trying to prevent David becoming the king? If you know that was the case. So, uh, so the question is, what are you referring to? So, is he referring to the fact that Avi Yadda came that you're going to be the king, or is Avi Yadda came that I'm going to be your second? Because that Shaul did not. Shaul himself said beforehand that my own son has conspired with David against me. So, if if you're talking about where where Yonason's uh, loyalties lay. It wasn't the Chiddush, and Shal himself knew that Yenison was more loyal to David than he was to him. So if that's, the, if that's what it's referring to, that my father knows that, that in other words, I'm supporting you, then that would be true. Shal said so himself. But if you're talking about that Shal knew that David was going to be a king, so you have to say that even though Shal never verbalized it, obviously he wouldn't, do, he wouldn't say that his enemy is going to be the king, but obviously by the way he was treated uh, and it means he, was, he, was, he really fought, felt that uh, that this was something which uh, was was a real was a real possibility it was really going to happen. It wasn't just a 
a threat of somebody who you were scared of would one day cause an uprising. And the two of them make a covenant in front of Hashem. They've done, they've done, they've done this already before. The last time they made us is the Yechus Bris. So what's the difference this time if they had to make a covenant between them again? So the answer is this time is Lifnei Hashem. And as we saw previously, even though the Aron Kodesh wasn't there, the Urim Tzumim was. And therefore, if they could make a bris in front of the Urim Tzumim, they would be considered also on some level to be Lifnei Hashem. David remains in the forest where he is, and Yerson returns back home again. The point of his trip was basically just to give David Chizuk that uh, he doesn't think Shalz is going to catch him. He knows that David is going to want to be king. And uh, again, it's for, obviously as a friend, it's an opportunity for him to meet David. Now, this was in Midbar Zif. At the same time, we have a second part of the story. The people who lived in the Midbar Zif went to Shal. I give us a shoulder and give us shawl. And they came to tell him, Hello, David, we start to From Mitzalis, Bechalisha. David's hiding in our area, either in the caves, in the Mitzalis, or in the forests. But give us Sacha Chadir, that's the name of the mountain, which is David of Sanahar. Hashem, you mean Yeshimon. Yeshimon is like the empty plains, and on the side of that, on the right, there was a mountain where they said, That's where David's hiding. And therefore, they, they knew that Shaul was looking for David, so they came to report him where David was. And now what I want to say to you, Whatever you want to uh, come down to, so to speak, to catch David, uh, come down. And we'll be the ones to catch him and bring him to you. In other words, they said, we know where he is. And when you want to come down to, to, to collect him, we'll be the ones to go out and find him because we know where he's hiding and we'll bring him to you. So what's Charles' response? He says, I'll give you a bracha to Hashem because you had pity on me. And then again, Shal for David was his enemy. And because of that, so if you're helping me against David, so the Kili, you're looking after me. So therefore, Shal tells him, prepare more. In other words, in order to trap David, you have to prepare more. And go and check and find. See the place where you're going to catch him. We know he's going to go, and that's based on where, where people have seen him. See, so uh, you know, you know where he's going to be. That you'll be able to catch him. Ki because it was told to me that Aram Yarimhu. In other words, he knows how to hide. He knows how to be deceptive. It's not that just because you saw him one time. If you go back and look for him, he's staying in the same place. He moves from place to place, like a fugitive would do. And therefore, just because, so to speak, they had sighted David and they knew where he was once, by the time they came to Shaul, the Shaul says, go back and see if you can still see where he is, because otherwise it's more likely that he's moved around and he's not in the same place anymore. And therefore, if you're going to try to track him or check, like, try and spy on him, try and find all the hidden places he has to hide in. Why? Because that way, obviously, if you know where his know where his caves are, where the places are where he wants to hide out, so then you can you can send soldiers to guard them. And come back and tell me what's the right thing to, where, where, you know the real information when you have it. But after then I'll come back with you. And if he is taken in that in that part of the land, and I'm going to check him throughout the area of Yehuda. Um 
the Alvihud really means the people. It means the the, the 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 chieftains of the group of the families of Yehuda and what Shalom does I'll check him where he is, but I'll force all the various uh, so to speak, com- like local leaders of Yehuda, because I was in Asher Yehuda, to uh, to work with me to find David. Okay, so they go to back to Ziph, to the Midbar Ziph, where they were ahead of Shal, because he told them to, like we saw, to uh, like to chase the or to, to spy on David and know where he's going to be before the course Shal to come down. Exactly what they said on the land of Yeshimon, that's where David and his men were. And so then once they tell Shal that the Shal starts marching. Shal and his people come down to look for them. And David maybe had people who were, who were looking out for him, checking to see if any enemy was approaching. So David gets told that Shal's coming. So he goes down by Sarah's to a place in the rocks. And Shal hears which direction David's going. So he chases David down to Midbamoin. So what happened was, so there was, there was this mountain, that Shal was on the one side of the mountain, but David and David and his men were on the other side of the mountain. In other words, they were very close to each other. David decides he's going to run as quick as he can from Shal. That's what he tries to do. But it didn't work because the Shal Anash of Aitim is David with Anash of Adasim. Shal and his people, they go around the mountain where David is and they cut him off. So now they surrounded him. So this is the first time that David's really been in a situation where, so to speak, he's trapped. He doesn't have an escape route because the mountain where he's on has been surrounded. Uh, and about this time, David made a to hit him. He didn't see a, an exit. He didn't see a way out. And uh, there was one time David uh, <coughs> felt let down, and he thought uh, he thought himself, Hashem promised me uh, that I'm going to become a king, Shmuel Navi, and now I don't see a way I'm going to survive. I've, I've been trapped by Shaul's army, so I'm not going to get out of this. And that's what David said about himself. That he later on said that when I near I felt I was very much afflicted and. And the mighty Adam Kozef. I said it was the Father sent to hit him. The Prophet said about himself, I felt that no person is honest. Even Shmuel Hanavi, who told him he was going to be a king, so I started doubting how much the was going to come true, because I saw that uh, I didn't have an escape route. That's how David felt, that's what David tells us, and to hit him. The Maisa is obviously Hashem was looking after David and the Levo was going to come true. But not in a way which I would have seen. What happens? I think that he had that doubt. Right. He, it's true, and that's why Kenny read it. It's something which he he is mentioning about himself. He to say that it was something which he had to overcome. Who says a few That's Kach Mikibalti. Cheskiel said about Kach Mikibalti Beis Abba. It was a Messiah from David, and this is where David learns it. That you see that even times when it seems that there's no hope, and it seems that he's been trapped. Uh, here, David learned that lesson that you see he never give up. And why? Because the salvation that David experienced, we're going to see, came from a completely unexpected, in a completely unexpected way. What happened? <coughs> a messenger comes to Shal, 
You have to come quickly and go. The policemen have invited Eretz Israel, and you have the army with you, and you have to come to defend Eretz Israel. Now, Shalom was faced with the decision. He could either continue his campaign to try and catch David, or he could give up the campaign to try and catch David and go and ward off the attack of the Pishtim. So what is Shalom trying to do? By Yashem Shalom, he would David, and he would have to decided that it is more important to, to defend the clash against the Pishtim than attack David. So he calls off, so to speak, the pursuit of David. Instead of that, he directs the army to go fight the Pishtim. That's why the place, that rock, or that mountain, where Shal had trapped David, later on was called Salam Achlekes. Now, why is it called Salam Achlekes? There are a number of different explanations in the Fajim. Rashi says, Salam Achlekes, because Shal called it that, because for him it was a really hard decision. Like here, he had the opportunity, eventually, that David was seemingly in his grasp. Um, on the other hand, he had to weigh up the, like, the chance to to, to to besiege David and eventually close in on him against the option of going to defend the Jewish people against the Pishtim. And Shaul was was very torn. And that's why I said this was the place of my indecision. The the place where it was a, the, the internal struggle, and Shaul wasn't sure what the right thing to do was. That's one why Mahalik was called The other one, which is brought by the Mary, and that is that the Salam Achlekes, because here, they separated from each other. In other words, uh, it was meant to, Shaul would have thought of it as the place where they confronted each other and went to the conflict with each other, but it ended up being a place where they, where they never met each other, they separated from each other. That would be the circumstance. Or, it was a setup of the fight, because that was where the, where the two, the two arm, so to speak, armies of David and Shaul were together in the same place. So normally they were distant from each other. Here there was a place in the same cellar, there was partially, was David's people and, and, and Shaul's people. So it was a place where there was two camps, as we, in, this, in the same area. That's why there would be a third reason why it was called Salam Achlaikas, more of the Mitzvah's says over here. Okay, either way around, Shaul uh, decided to protect Elisha instead, which is to his credit, because that was what would have been, it was the correct thing to do. As much as Shaul uh, was trying to attack David, but his responsibility was obviously as a king to protect to protect Israel. That's what he goes to do. And now that the siege has been lifted, so speaks to the army down there, so David has had a chance to escape by David Misham, by and So David leaves the Mibarzif, where he'd been nearly been caught, and basically that he goes to Engedi, which is on the other side of Midbar Yehud, as we know. And that was where the next place he wanted to hide in the in the caves of Engedi. Now this was that's the story of David's so to speak escape from the Zephyr. The master David is not to say about the Zephyr. There's a capital in Tehillim which uh, talks about with David's reaction to the Zephyr that came to Shaul to, so to speak, report about him, about where he was and the fact that uh, he was hiding. And they were the ones who, they were the ones who nearly, uh, who caused him to nearly get caught. And uh, we're going to see David has a has lot to say against them. The question is, well, this is a question we have to ask the same before, were they wrong? If Shaul was still the king and they had a way to, so to speak, and they knew that Shaul considered David to be uh, a threat, a traitor, a rebel, 
So were they wrong in trying to, so to speak, help the king by by reporting where his enemy was? Did we have a position earlier by Yitzchak that was... That also, that they were scared of what Shaul would do if he caught over there. Doesn't know David says this in Tehillim? Perhaps not David. And he says, what David said, B'bayu azifim, ayyemu l'shaul haday David mistatim imana. Exactly what he did say, that azifim went to Shaul, and they said to him that David's hiding amongst us. So David's turn to Hashem was first. Elikim b'shim chayishiyeni uvikvaras chotadineni. Hashem, in your name, save me, and with your greatness, judge me. Shmat filasi hazin alimopi. Why? And this is what he refers to as if him. Listen to the words of our mouth. Ki zarim kamulalai. Strangers got up against me. Varitzim and proud people, bikshu nafshi. They wanted to kill my, kill my, uh, kill me, basically. They saw me lekim and then kamsala. I didn't realize that they didn't take Hashem as part of the cheshbon. Ki neik, why? Because he neik lekim oizeli. Hashem is going to help me. So they thought they were going to catch me. And I didn't realize that I didn't take Hashem into account that Hashem is going to help me. Why? Because Hashem is my supporter. Now, so the Zarim who come alive, the strangers who got up against me, were the Zifim. And the Ritzim, the, the leaders, the, the proud rulers who wanted to kill me, were shot. Now, why do they call the, the Zifim Zarim, strangers? Because really, David was let down by them. David was hiding in Eris Yehuda. Like, like Shaul said to them, I'm going to look for David in all the sorry, all the Alpha Yehuda, and therefore he thought that his tribesmen would be more loyal to him. And the fact that they were willing to be most of him to Shaul, so he calls them sorry, we're like strangers. You should have been my supporters, you should have been Kilo, we family, and you, you, choose to, you choose to go and report to me to Shaul, so I call you a Zar, a stranger, an outsider. And David asks the downfall. Yashif Haran, the may Hashem return the bad to those who. Went to talk about me. Pamitra had smissed Hashem in your MS, has smissed and destroyed them. Why? Because I thank you, Hashem, Kigimi called Sarah Hatsidani, whatever else I That you save me from any difficulty, and at the same time, you'll show me the downfall of my enemies. So, as much as maybe the Ziffin felt they had to do what they did, or it was the right thing to do what they did, David definitely didn't think so. He saw them as being, as, so to speak, as being uh, wrong in. In informing him to show, and that's why he asks Hashem to punish them. And um, there's one last point, and that is we know that the Gemara says that the difference between the time of David and the time of Achav, and the Gemara says even in the time of David, everyone was the time. The people who were serving Hashem, they went to Averis, but when they went to battle, they lost. And whereas in the time of Achav, it was widespread of a desire, but when they went to battle, they won. And what's the difference? So the Gemara says the difference is in the time of David and Melech, they were deltarian. They were reporters amongst the Jewish people, and that was that that was the reason why there was a, there was a certain accusation against the Shemayim why they lost battles. Whereas in the time of Achav, they weren't deltarian. They weren't reporters, and that's why they were successful in battle. So where do we see that in the time of David Amalek? They were deltarian. The story of the Ziphim. that the ones who went to report to Shaul where David was, that's the reporters we're talking about, and that was the reason why the Israelites lost in battle in the time of Achav. Why weren't the reporters? It was a very similar situation. The, the Navi himself tells us in the time of Achav, that Ravadia was hiding a hundred Nevi'im in different places. Izel had launched a campaign to kill all the Nevi'im Emes, and Ravadia had taken a hundred Nevi'im and was hiding them and supporting them in various caves of the hidden locations. Now, to hide a hundred people and to provide them with their needs is very difficult. 
So Avadia must have had a lot of collaborators working in the Taishal to help him do that. And nevertheless, no one ever reported it to Achav. No one told Achav, by the way, this campaign you have to try and kill the Nevi Ames, well, there's Avadia who's working against you and was hiding the Nevi Ames. And that's why they said that Kaisal and Schus, they weren't altering. They weren't reporting to the king against someone who's disobeying him because they realized he was doing the right thing. And that was the Schus they had in battle. Where even if on the whole Kaisal went on such a good Madrega, as opposed to here in the case of David, which is exactly the same situation. And David and his men were busy hiding, and the Ziphon had the opportunity either to, so to speak, to protect them, or at least to keep quiet, and they chose instead of that to report them to Shaul, that was considered a kind of Lashon Hara. It was considered that they were reporters, Deltarian. And as a result of that, it was a demerit, it was a source of Oynish for Klai Yisrael, and we're going to see that because that they lost in battles as well. And therefore, since it wasn't just David's personal uh, issue with the, with the Ziphim, it seems like the Gemara also considers what they did to be wrong. It was uh, reporting on someone innocent, and as much as we can say that they were thought that they were serving Shal, and Shal was very happy with them, but nevertheless, we look at it as a mistake, and only that it was a mistake, it was a source of Oynesh for Kalah Yisra. Don't ask them to die, you know.